dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well today. It's a sunny day, and I'm sunny. I got some more memory. I got to pack my tablet with a lot of movies and gaming stuff, so I am ready for that hospital visit or any other kind of trip we take. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> anyway, well, it says here it's supposed to be raining. Oh, well. So, today, I wanted to talk about something a little goofy, about, let's, let's analyze the what-if situation. And I'll tell you more about that after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, what I mean about the what if situation is it's always those are the two, to me, most important words in creativity as far as far as writing or filming or, or reading, well, reading, broadcasting, whatever, especially gaming. You always got to ask what if. Because that's how good stories come about. Or maybe bad stories. Who knows? I'm reminded of a anecdote that they used to tell about Marvel, not D- DC Comics in the Golden and Silver Age. Where, I don't know, the editor of the titles or the editor-in-chief of whatever of DC or the one of the head or the writers or whoever it is will go out in the street and talk to a bunch of kids saying, what would you like to see Superman do? Or what would you like to see? See who, who would you like to see him fight? What do you think what kind of a neat monster would be or something like that? Something that effect. and they would tell him and then they go make the pro then go make the comic books. Which is why you got had ridiculous things as Superman. You know that whole Superman is a dick website? That's because they would come up with these ludicrous things that wasn't really true in the story. But it made a good cover, you know, to draw people in. And a good splash page on the first page. So, I just, I'm, I'm tickled at it. And that's how, if you've ever seen the old... Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen comics where Jimmy was turned into or had these things happen to these these ridiculous things. It was mostly kid, them asking kids, what do you think Jimmy Olsen should do? What do you think would be a neat monster? How do you think we're going to do that? Anyway. <laughs> so that's how important a what if is. So you need to look at stuff and say, what if this, no matter how, this is called brainstorming, no matter how ludicrous it is, you should say, okay, I want this kind of story. First thing I would say is, well, how do I change that story? How do I turn it on its head? How do I, how do I change it up to make it more interesting? And the two words come back to me, what if? 
Now, this is an old what if. What if it was the guy who was being captured by an evil princess or prince or whatever, or a dragon or something, and it was the woman, the princess, who had to gird her loins and go rescue her man? That's an old one. But that gives you an idea of a what if. What if your benefactor is actually the villain? That's, that's not, that is within the realm of possibilities. What, say a, a paladin had a talking sword, intelligent sword. What if, the, what if he had an argument with the sword over what to do or who to kill or how to, how to go about doing things? Would he, would he argue with the sword and force him to do things he shouldn't and listen to him? Could it affect his paladinhood? Maybe the sword is ultra, ultra, ultra lawful good, and this guy is like a new paladin, say a second-level paladin or something like that. And so he's trying to do the right thing. And maybe the sword is trying to teach him or something, but the sword is so, so in that zone that he doesn't, he doesn't even consider what the kid is saying. And even because, no, my way is the right way. This is what your God would want to do. My way is the right way. You got to listen to people. But if the, st- the sword won't even brook any argument with you. So there's a conflict there. How are you going to handle it? So what ifs are really important. Now, of course, you know, for every 10 what ifs, you use maybe one or two at the most. It's like, it's like when they, I remember reading about the making of the old Dick Van Dyke show and Maury Amsterdam, his buddy on there. He was known in the business as the human joke machine, where you give him a subject and he'll come up with a joke for it. And they said the writers used to come with him every time when they need some stuff for Buddy. And they say, uh, give us a joke on something. And he'd give them 10 jokes. Now they said maybe one would be usable, but. There they are. There's 10 jokes every time we did that. So we never ran out of material for him. So that's what you do. You sit down and you go, what if this, that, and the other thing? What kind of, first of all, what kind of story you want to tell? Okay, fine. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? You know, how, you know what I'm saying here. And write them all down. Write them all down or type them down or whatever you're going to do. And then you start to sift through it. I also remember, boy, this is going to be anecdote time on the show today. For about a year, a brief time when I was living in the Bay Area, California, and I went to, I used to go Sundays to a, um, I used to go to a stand-up comedy class for, at, they used to hold, this one guy would hold it at the Holy City Zoo. And... It was an eye-opener, let me tell you. I didn't pursue it after a while. I didn't pursue it, but it really gave me some things to think about. Now, he suggested I find joke books and take jokes out of the joke books before I start writing mine. Good idea. Good. He said, go to the library or go someplace where they have... He gave me a few titles. I said, look at these jokes. Write them down. Try them in your stand-up. And then maybe you can go back and either work them into something you into your style, to your the way you talk, or start using those as the basis for your own jokes. In other words, he gave me a place to start, which is really nice. But that wasn't what I was trying. I told you that one to say. I told you that to say say this. Anyway, 
I remember that he showed me how to work the material. What he means is, what you do is, okay, you say you have a set, a 10-minute set, and you have 10 jokes. He said, write them all down. Just write them down verbatim. You know, whether it's out of the book or out of your mind or whatever. Write them down verbatim. And then look through those jokes and cross out every third word because you're trying to condense them. You're trying to make them, you know, faster, snappier. You're trying to cut out, basically in jokes, you've got to cut out the, cut out the fat. And just get it down to the to the to the main point of the joke, because brevity, you know, brevity is wit. Wit is brevity, however you want to say it. Anyway, now he said you cut out every third word and then look at the joke again. Now you may have to put a few words, a word or two, back in to make it make sense, but you do have a cut. To, you're you're editing your material basically. This is how you should edit your material, and it's the same thing with coming up with you know ideas. What if, put those 10 what ifs down, look them over. Have somebody else look them over, a disinterested third party, hopefully not one of your gaming group. (laughs) That would be a bad thing. Like, I would write stuff down, and then I'd have my grandson look at it. Even though he may play in the game, but he is not one to metagame, so I trust him. And he'd look at him going, oh, this one's interesting, this one's, what about these? Uh, I don't care too much about, but that one is really good. Why don't you develop that? And so it's good to have another another set of eyes on it. But I'm saying that's how you edit it. You look at it, you've got to be, you know, look at the premise and just edit down from there. Then you can go on, pick out the one or ones you want to use. Then you can go on and develop them. Like, okay, let's break it down. What kind of encounters should we have? Is there a dungeon involved? What's the time frame for this? Is there, If there's a clock ticking or anything, or is a time a time crunch thing, and that's when you start working. The, what you do is, as in stand-up, you work the material. You edit the material. So that would be handy. So next time you, you're trying to come up with an adventure for a game, think about those things, okay? I'm going to go start my day. So until I see... Oh, man, I want to wrap up quick today. No. I want to say if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Walrings, the Yawning Albear podcast, and Big John Allen Larges, the Red Dice Diaries, and of course... Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.